0: all right we are getting toward the end of the character series at this point uh but let's move on with this week's episode
1: do you have the time to listen to me why about nothing and everything all at once
0: Welcome into episode five of the Chanting Conquest podcast. I'm your host, Apex Chinchilla, and we are to the last of the currently released characters. We are to the Infantry Chieftain. Um, this is kind of another one of those interesting characters where the score is a fair bit different than what I think I expected it to be. Um, the Infantry Chieftain scores a little bit higher, I think, than I typically am on this as a competitive character. Um, some of these uh, special rules. And the Supremacy will be the same as the Thunder Chieftain, which was our first episode. Um, the Supremacy there got a 5. It's going to get a 5 again here. Um, but before we get into that, uh, just a reminder on how we do this. I've taken kind of four areas I think are important for characters. Supremacy, Special Rules, Personal Output, and band Options. I've given each an entirely subjective score out of 5, uh, and then I've used that for a total Um I'm a little bit behind on writing articles. I, I actually started a new new job, so a little bit uh, hectic around here, but um, it should calm down. It's going to be a, a lot more time for me, actually, once we kind of get into being a, a little more settled. Um, that's neither here nor there, though. So the, um, the Foot Chieftain um, scores a 14 total. We'll just start out with that. Um, but a lot of it is pushed into him having, I think, very good supremacy. I think it's the best in the faction. Um, and pretty decent everywhere else if not great and maybe one or two kind of really interesting things you can do with them and a couple of things where it's kind of close um, to what you can do and you can't quite get there Um, but let's kind of jump right into supremacy Uh, the supremacy for the chieftain uh, infantry chieftain is the same as the thunder chieftain it's shock assault your whole army gets shock as long as the chieftain is on the table it's phenomenal um it's my vote for the best uh, supremacy in the faction. You can convince me that the Scion's is right up there. The difference from me is that the chieftains is always on you get it all game long. You can get a ton of value out of this. Uh if you don't know what to pick and you have this as an option, this is just a good, easy one to go with. Uh the special rules. Um he has a three here. Um the Thunder Chieftain gets a five because the Thunder Chieftain can give multiple heavies flank. Um The Infantry Chieftain cannot. You kind of just really get his way of war, uh, which are still really good. Um, Rapid Displacement um, gives double time to the regiment he is in. um, And Violence of Action just flat gives the regiment he is in flurry. Uh, And he'll gain that as well, which is important because he does kind of hit things. Uh, Most of the time, you'll want to go with flurry. I I think it's just the easier of the two... um, Especially on the infantry chieftain, there's one specific time where maybe you won't do that, but we'll kind of do its own segment on the chieftain mounted on the tantor because there's a lot to go into there. Uh, we'll put that at the end. Uh, but I think most of the time, violence of actions just—it's easy, it works. Flurry is a phenomenal rule. Um, that's what you're going to go with 99% of the time. You know, maybe you've got some interesting build that really wants rapid displacement for double time. I don't know where you'd kind of get that in with his options. Um, so a three there for me, just because Flurry is great. Um, personal output, I gave him a three. It's the same I gave the Scion because he has the same functional output as the Scion. He's Clash three, five attacks um, at cleave two. Like This guy will add some output to a, to a small unit if you want to put him there. Um, he doesn't do much more than that. You're not getting any range, he doesn't have impacts, he doesn't have any of that. Um, he's sort of okay in a duel, um, but you will have to realize he's defense three, no evasion. So a, a real duelist character will probably wreck him still, even though your cleave two attacks coming back in are pretty good. Um, D3 resolve three, five wounds is not standing up to a ton, and it is very expensive to improve that uh, and will cost you things you'd really want to take usually uh, he does have combat fully available um, but that's a lot of points to spend to kind of not do a ton i mean that's 45 points to get the plus one attack plus one clash i don't think you care that much about the clash though maybe you just go to a plus one attack if that were tier one i think maybe you would take it more but 10 points for a plus one wound is just it's 10 points you don't want to spend Um, The Clash matters a lot less because most of the time he'll have Flurry, so that does make it quite a lot better, Um, but um, yeah, that's kind of his output, so we can get into the Warband options, which is the meat of this uh, segment in general, um, fairly quickly here. Um, Again, that's 11 points so far. The Warband options, I gave him a 3. They're not bad but it's kind of in this sort of wonky spot where he can't quite do the things you want because of the cost, but you do have the option to put the Chieftain on a tantor, which is quite good. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the most efficient way to run a tantor. I like a tantor just by itself, but the Chieftain certainly can do it, and then you get a fairly nasty hitter at that point, but that's its own segment. We'll get there eventually. So, boardman options. Um, The Infantry Chieftain gets kind of the same basic uh, mainstays as everyone else. Almost everyone else. Brave's blooded. And then you get the signature mainstay, which is veterans. Um, I am not very high on veterans. I feel like veterans occupy this spot where they're a kind of pseudo elite unit that just ends up being kind of more expensive than... It's, it's more expensive to make this unit work better than just taking a bunch of points of blooded or braves, probably blooded, like five stands of blooded will do as much damage as veterans with their kind of chief, ten, or with their chief um, officer, which is their unique officer, which just gives them flurry. Um, and you'll note that they can get flurry on their own for 25 points. So are they even that good of a home for the chieftain who can give them flurry for being there? at that point you could spend 20 points instead of 25 for a champion to give them plus one attack Uh, but just they there's something just missing for me for veterans so to jump into them a little bit they have a draw event called forged in battle where they can automatically get the benefit from the tier one uh battle cry of either the cult they are or the cult of conquest um this is good um Draw events happen after you would chant normally, and you cannot resolve this if you did chant. So you can either take this and just kind of use them as a token generator, um, or you can chant with them and and forego this draw event. I think the problem here is, like, veterans are six wounds, which is nice. They're defense two with a shield evasion one. Most of the time, I think you'd want to run them in war. Because they don't have cleave. They only have five attacks. They're Clash 3 base. I mean, you could go Death and then you're Clash 4 base, but I don't know. With the option to kind of give them Flurry, Shock, Inspire, like you're not getting a ton out of Death. Uh, famine is okay to give them a little more range, but they're not super threatening. So, War is really where you'd look at to make use of Forged in battle because that makes you defense 3 plus a shield with six wounds per stand that's fine but it's not because it's not super appealing when you can go you know five stands of blooded which end up with functionally more wounds more wounds to break they're gonna end up with similar or better resolve because of the stand bonus they get a ton more attacks like sure you don't get that easy token generator that you get with the fortune battle draw event but you're gonna do more when you go in um, and with Braves, you can make up for the the loss of the defense with just more stance because Braves are super cheap. And I think if you're going to run Braves, you're likely running a huge block of them, which is where they're super annoying. Um, so veterans, they just need something either to be cheaper, to be kind of outside of that elite price range, um, I mean, all of their ads are super expensive. Their standard bearer is 20 points. The chief is 25. The champion is 20. Um, or to get some added special rules, probably to help their staying power. You know, I don't think they need cleave. I think they need something to be a little bit more bulky than they already are. So you have this kind of 180 point anvil Um, extra stands are for full 60, so you don't get any discount there on them either. So it's kind of hard to take a, a bigger block of them because it gets so expensive so fast. Um, they're not terrible and they're certainly playable. They just don't, they're not super appealing. The restricted slots for the Chieftain. Um, you can take Warbred, which you cannot take with the Thunder Chieftain, which is kind of an interesting option. Um, one of the few places you can add Warbred. It's another unit I think needs some help, but um, they do have Thunder Riders as a restricted. If you're going to play Thunder Riders, I think you're better off going Thunder Chieftain where they're a mainstay, so they unlock a restricted for you, plus you can put the character with them where it's just kind of a devastating unit. Uh, Raptor Riders, always nice to take. Um, the unreleased quaddle and then the Tontor. And the Tantor is kind of what we want to jump into, I think, because you have the option of taking the Tantor Rider Mastery. So the Tantor Rider Mastery costs you five points, um, and you gain the Tantor Rider Special Rule, so the Chieftain can ride a Tantor. Now, to do a recap of how characters on monsters work, the character stand is still an independent stand. And part of the Tantor's regiment. So when you put a Tantor with a chieftain mounted on it in a zone, it counts as four stands. Um, the the regiment itself counts as two stands, but the monster gives you the counts as three for scoring. Uh, this is important. It's a nice bonus. Um, the Tantor rider special rule itself is quite wordy. So you get the whole thing about how it counts, how it's composed. Um, you're going to use the monster stand for anything that would require measurements, line of sight, anything like that. So the Chieftain uses the full 100 millimeter monster base for measuring things. Um, you also pick up the you and what army special rule where you can just say no to a duel and the monster regiment rerolls rolls so defense rolls of six. Um, that's a big one to keep track of because that's a pretty nice bonus. Um, and then the Chieftain gets an odd bonus for being on a tour, and the way of war abilities for the chieftain cease being automatic on its regiment so the tantor does not automatically get the way of war instead when you draw the chieftain's card you select a friendly regiment within eight inches and it gets the rule you chose you still have to choose one of the rules so you're still choosing either violence of action or um, rapid displacement but you, whichever one you chose you can put that on another regiment um it does kind of change your stack because the chieftain has to go before where you're going to put it um so that is a consideration if you're playing kind of really elite centric relatively few regiments you're likely to use your characters kind of in the middle of your stack anyway to help build your champ pool back up so it can be very useful there like If you can get this fairly early on you can do some real damage um, where this gets Kind of overly worded is the rule says a chieftain attached to a Tantor has its way of war abilities no longer affect the regiment the character Sand is currently attached to. That reads as though you cannot choose the Tantor. You are. You are allowed to choose the Tantor itself. So if you have violence of action and the chieftain activates before the Tantor, you are allowed to give Flurry to the Tantor. If you chose rapid displacement and you happen to go like Mantle Tontour, um, you are allowed to put double time on there and go march, 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 charge. Um, if you chanted. Uh, these are all things you're allowed to do. Um, it's interesting, but again, it, it's got some of its own considerations. Um, so I do think though, I mean, one of the reasons you take a end of infantry chieftain is to put it on a Tontor. That's probably the best way to run it. Uh, mostly because it's kind of expensive to do anything super interesting with it. Um, the chieftain is teachings restricted, so it's twenty points for that first tier to be able to take a banner. Because I think there's something to say taking a big unit of blooded, not braves blooded here, because um, they have evasion one base. You could take the um, you could take the scars of Indicar artifact, which gives the regiment plus one. Um, evasion, and though you're in an evasion to larger regiment, probably with a champion in it. So you're like seven attacks on each stand with flurry, maybe even in death, where you're like getting to clash four. You probably don't even need death. You probably run it in famine at that point, point um, and just getting up like just a, a blender of a unit going on. You still won't have much cleave, but you'll get some from the chieftain himself. Um, I think that's interesting, but the cost adds up so fast because of that extra tax you're paying to take that banner. Um, It ends up being like a 60-point banner. Um, Otherwise, for artifacts, I mean, I don't know. You could run mantle anywhere because mantle is really good. You should probably have one. There's not a ton that he really screams out for. I mean, you could always throw the sacred Sensor around to this guy, then you get another interference bubble, which is good. Um, you know, you, you there's just not like Killmarks is terrible. So even if you put him on a town tour, the plus two impacts just doesn't do enough for you. Even with shock, it's like one extra hit. Um, there's just not a ton beast drums is fine but it's 25 points which is the same as what uh taking combat two is and you already are probably gonna have flurry so that doesn't make a ton of sense Um, a lot of times the chieftain can just be run cheap and you throw him on a Tator. you're probably gonna be looking at you know maybe that msu of blooded with the tracker so you're getting more on on turn two to play um the scenario game where your 150 point tax is barely a tax because flank fiend hunter blooded are really good and then you're getting the chieftain coming on on the tantor. um i know it's kind of a a thing to run mantle tantor because you're now fanatic conquest it seems really good triple action is good for me personally it's just not where i want to spend my mantle i would much rather put the mantle on thunder riders in war and just be this blocky but still savage in combat unit that they can be or even use it on like slingers for the conquest slinger chicanery of being able to move around um i think you could even convince me that a a big block of braves is better with Fnatic than is the the um, Tantor. Uh, but it certainly, I mean, it presents a problem because now you've got this hyper speed, very bulky platform running around. And when you add the Chieftain's very good attacks onto that with his own, you know, potentially with Flurry, you're getting a, a ton of work out of that unit. But you can do most of what it's going to do without spending the mantle there. And because Fnatic is so powerful, I think you really want to be a little more careful where you're spending it. Um, where can it have the most impact? And as good as this can be, I don't think this is it. Um, that's most of the Chieftain. Um, so he scored a total of fourteen, which actually puts it above the Matriarch Queen and most of the Foot Predator options. I think that's heavily on the Supremacy being really good flank or flurry being really good as a um you know a a buff to whatever regiment you put him on um even if i think he lacks necessarily the regiment where you want it um you could move him around moving characters is not usually a great idea And, and this is to my understanding by design because there is reasonable limitations on how easy you can put characters into specific regiments to kind of make it so you have to work for it if you want those big synergies but if you start looking at something maybe the unreleased chosen of death like flurry chosen of death would be wild but they're most of the way there anyway um chosen of conquest i actually think would be quite good with flurry because they don't have access to a hit buff in a cult because they're conquest restricted so then you'd be clash three four inspire getting all your rerolls your cleave one i think you're still five attacks per stand like that that does seem quite solid but you're gonna have to move around to get there and you still can't take like a big block of them because it's too expensive um if you wanted to put them in a big block of braves you of course can i just think the matriarch queen is going to do that better because of the healing and functionally giving them fearless resolve five um the chieftain's resolve three base, so he will I mean he'll get braves there, but a lot of things he's only getting to resolve four. Um which can be relevant. It's not bad. Um it's just not like he's adding a ton of durability to something the way the Queen can. Um even the Cyan, I think, is resolve four base and gets it better. I, I think most of the time if you're taking an infantry chieftain over the Thunder Chieftain, you're looking to do so out of putting him on a tantor um that's just where it's at like i said that if veterans were cheaper and i do mean like fairly significantly cheaper if you could get you know veterans for say like 170 165 even and be paying closer to 55 50 points per extra stand something cheaper like that where you could take five of them with a chieftain four of them with a chieftain Probably five or six. Um, you're probably in a spot where you've got this this sort of anvil unit that can really do work coming back, even without having any cleave, uh, because the chieftain's going to give you some and you're going to get good volume back, and you're in you're very durable at that point. Where you'd be potentially resolve five. You're probably playing war still, so you're going to be like defense three and a shield. Six wounds is good. Like that that's appealing but it's very hard to feel like you're getting your points back at the current price point of that and the chieftain himself is 100 points which it does feel a smidge on the high side yeah he's a beater like that's what he does he's a beater he's got a nice buff maybe that buff is worth the 10 points um it's a smidge spendy but again, you don't want them to be super aggressively costed across the board because we do have aggressive pricing in some of our very elite things. I mean, the three ten for the Tantor is probably a fairly aggressive price. Um, blooded themselves are pretty aggressively priced. You know, there's there's something to a large group of blooded and the chieftain. It's not something I've put on the table enough to try to really test it. Uh, I think it's worth looking at though. Um, I do think the total is kind of inflated a little bit because the personal output is pretty standard. There's a lot of things about this that are standard, um, versus things that are really good. And then the supremacy, but you can get the supremacy elsewhere. Um, for me, this is almost certainly one of those secondary characters. I'm not, you know, thinking about, well, how do I want to build a list? Why well, better slam an infantry chieftain in there? Um, uh, that's not it for me. Um, but certainly it's not bad. Uh, the sculpt for the Standard Infantry Chieftain is quite good. Uh, it's, re- I think it's really cool with just the, um, you know, holding that huge stone blade out. I-, I think it's supposed to be stone. Like, he looks fairly awesome. Uh, the whole headdress thing going on is really cool. Um, the... Chieftain specialty sculpt that comes with the Tantor. Is that kind of a weird angle to be able to see a lot out of, but I like the concept of him about to dive off of the tantor like Bungee Jump style to stab a fool. That's pretty nifty. Um and that's about it for the chieftain. So on our next episode, two weeks from now, we have our last character, which is the mounted predator. Um, it is one that is not fully released yet. Uh, and then after that, we get to jump into something besides character talk. So i have got to come up with some ideas. Uh, if you have any ideas for me, feel free to let me know on um, the, either the Parabellum main discord or the Bomb Table discord I'm on both and try to be active as much as I can uh, in the Woodroom channels. Uh, obviously, my handle is Apex ApexChinchilla. Um, and that's about it for this evening. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend uh, and a great evening.
1: star circles e